good morning. <laughs> uh, we'll, this is our key, the key verse for the month, uh, for the book, um, and what John said. So read it with me. Verse 31 of chapter 20. But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Oh, me. John. Okay. We're going to start off with a little trivia this morning. Um, I, I suppose that the people at Google know what they're talking about, but uh, who is Samuel Clemens? Mark Twain. He wrote a bunch of one-liners. I've got 30 pages here. <laughs> and it's uh, real interesting. And like I said, they're all attributed to, to him, whether they are or not, I don't know. But uh, um, I'm going to read a few of them. It says, don't let schooling interfere with your education. <laughs> Remember, Mark Twain died in 1910. So he's, he's been dead a while. He was 75 years old when he died in 1910. But he, died, he lived in a period of time where the written word was king. Uh, books, newspaper, all the news you got was newspaper. And uh, <laughs> I found this one interesting in light of what we have today god made the idiot for practice then he made school board <laughs> 1910 never put off till tomorrow what you can do the day after tomorrow <laughs> a person who won't read has no advantage over the one who can't read The only way to keep your health is to eat what you don't want, drink what you don't like, and do what you'd rather not. <laughs> the best way to cheer yourself up is to cheer somebody else up. The lack of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> Life would be infinitely happier if we could be born at age of 80 and gradually approach the age of 18. <laughs> oh, me. Age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> suppose you were an idiot and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. <laughs> It ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bothers me. It's the parts I do understand. Do understand. Like I say, there's a bunch of pages here. It's no wonder that truth is stranger than fiction. Fiction has to make sense. <laughs> Uh, 
When in doubt, tell the truth. If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. So we pick up in John 8 this morning with verse 31. But let's back up just a little bit to verse 28 of chapter 8. So Jesus said, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. And I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak the things that the Father taught me. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. Verse 30. And he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. Verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you if you continue if you continue on believing if you continue on believing and continue on trusting Jesus says the truth will make you free now if we continue on anything you get good at it um, I knew some ladies at home that that every week they'd get together at a house and they'd have three or four quilting frames, Jane, and they'd quilt. And they were good at it. But why were they good at it? <laughs> they did it all the time. These people that are good with their hands and working with wood, they just, they were good at it. They did it. And did it, and they were good at it. I'm real good at eating. <laughs> we understand that, Pat. So what Jesus was telling these, these Jews that had just believed in him after he was preaching at the festival of the booths, and, and it was new words, and he said, if you'll continue believing in me, you will understand the truth and that will set you free. And we know, we know that to be true. Truth. Now, in this day and age that we live, we have problems with the truth. <laughs> That's why I keep coming back and tell you that the only real truth is in this book. Because we can't trust what comes out of people's mouths because it may or may not be the truth. And that's, and that's disheartening. Back in Mark Twain's day, you sealed a contract with a handshake. And that was, what, what's the expression that goes with that? A man's word is his bond, you know. We're not there today. But Jesus says, 
If you continue believing in me, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, like always, the Jews were looking at it from a different perspective. And, and were we in their shoes, we would have probably done the same. But in verse uh, 33, he says, We are Abraham's descendants. And we have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? <laughs> Swindoll says that they've got a short memory. <laughs> Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Mesopotamia, Syria, Rome. They were enslaved to all of them. They were in bondage to all of them. He says, per perhaps they were never compelled to worship a man uh, as God, despite their many political masters. In spite of Rome's domination and occupation, the Jews could worship God virtually with no interference. But they had to tolerate they had to tolerate the Romans. And, uh, and they were there all the time. And they did what they had to do. So verse 33. We've never been enslaved to anyone. He says and yet. It's how you say you will become free. Jesus answered them. Truly. Truly. I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Okay, we're going to run a little rabbit, okay? Uh, Belter was quizzing me about the lesson today, and, and I told her that I was going to go run a rabbit. She says, why did I even ask? <laughs> sin. Two times in this verse 34. Truly, truly, I say to you, anyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. Uh, Pastor Bobby and, and others, and I've been part of my YouTube watching, watch Dave Ramsey, and he comes back to the thing of debt. America is a slave to debt, you know, and we know that's true. Sin. Sin's mentioned 316 times in the Old Testament. The first time it was mentioned is in Genesis 4-7. The last time is in Zechariah 13-1, 316 times. Sin is mentioned 113 times in the New Testament. Twice in Matthew... Once in Mark, Luke doesn't mention it at all. John mentions it 16 times, so it's 19 times in the Gospels. But Romans mentions it 45 times. Okay, audience participation. Define sin for me, anybody. Anything against the will of God. Anything against the will of God. Transgression. Now, Jane, define transgression. <laughs> step away from 
Okay. Missing the mark. Missing the mark. Okay, Brenda. <clears throat> you go. <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> the original meaning of sin, where largely concerned for religious matters, is a transgression of the law of God. A human nature in which itself is estranged from the God. Sin. So Jesus comes back and he points it out to him. He says, uh, "You, you have committed sin, and you're a slave to sin." Can you think of one thing, right quick, that the Jews were doing that was sinful? He he said they had other gods that they had uh, had uh, worshipped, and that was true in their wanderings, and that ultimately is why the Lord took them into captivity. But at this particular period of time, when Jesus was talking to them, what was one big glaring thing that they were guilty of? exchanging things in the temple but they wanted they hated him so much they wanted to kill him was that a sin Jesus later on talked about hate you have hate in your heart or in Matthew as we went through it so these folks were sinful and yet he said they're a slave to sin. Verse 35, the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. Verse 36, it's one of these I've got highlighted in my Bible. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, and yet you seek to kill me. Because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore you also do the things which you heard from your father. Turn with me uh, to 1 John. 1 John um, Third chapter. <clears throat> now, we said that John was an old man when he when he wrote the epistle. I mean, the, a gospel, and it was written. Scholars think between ninety and a hundred um, A.D. First John was written again, according to the scholars, from ninety five. 110 but listen to what he says talking to his little children let's chapter 3 verse 4 everyone who practiced sin 
also practice lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has seen him or knows him. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, but the, just as he is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil. And the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for the purpose to destroy the works of the devil. An older John, writing to my little children, he says, if you practice lawlessness, sin is lawlessness. I don't think we need to, we know what sin is and what it isn't. We know, we know it's uh, more times than not in the immoral act. Verse 38, back to chapter 8. I speak the things I have seen with my father. Therefore you also do the things which you've heard from your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, If you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. We, a couple of weeks ago, we walked through, you know, up to this point. And, and in Genesis 12, for reasons only known to God, he went to Abraham or Abram at the time. And he says, if you'll get up and go to a country that I'll show you, I'll do these things. And Pastor Bobby has got it down to land, seed, and a blessing. I'll give you some land. I'll give you people from your line that you can't count, and I will bless you. He goes on to say in the 12th chapter, he said, I'll bless those who bless you. That's why, well, I won't get too political, but that's why, that's why we need to be careful what we do to Israel because they're still God's people. They will be God's people until he comes back. So, what happened in the meantime? We talked about the 400 silent years where the Greeks were in control and, and then the Romans came into being and the oral tradition and all these things came to be. You can't light a fire on the Sabbath. You can't walk so many far on the Sabbath. You can't do this and you can't do that according to the oral tradition or the law. A long way from what Moses said, and yet Moses said in Leviticus some very, some very strange things to us today. So when Jesus told, told this group of Jews, 
he says, uh, he says, I understand that you're Abraham's children. Do the deeds of Abraham. But, verse 40, as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God, this Abraham did not do. What was Abraham known as in relationship to God? His friend. Exactly. His friend. He said, verse 41, you're doing the deeds of your father. And he said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It's because you cannot hear my word. I've told you this tale many times. <laughs> you, can, you can be somewhere and somebody can be speaking and you may or may not hear them. I've had to confess this many times in our former pastorate, our former church in Greenville. I was in the workplace I was going to leave after lunch to go to a job site and I was thinking about what I <laughs> what I was going to do where I was going to go I didn't hear a word Ralph Carter preached have you ever been there? that's why Worship is so important where we need to clear our minds and, and focus on what we've got. And, Joseph, and Jesus here says, verse 43, Why do you not understand what I'm saying? They had their minds made up. It's because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. Well, time to look at another rabbit's race. We know a little bit about, about the origin of Satan there's two pieces of scripture that that people have said that this is it one of them is Isaiah 14 and when Art and I taught Isaiah 14 we told you that that probably was not uh, was not talking about the devil it was probably talking about the king of Tyre at that point, and uh, 
it was not talking about the devil. But when Ezekiel came on the scene, he added some detail that Isaiah didn't. So turn to Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel chapter 28. I might have got the wrong quote for Isaiah the king there, whoever we were. But this is a little bit more detailed than what, and we think maybe this is the origin, and they're very similar, but scholars tend to think that Isaiah 14 has nothing to do with, with the origin of the devil, but Ezekiel 28 may. You with me? Okay. Look at verse 13. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Isaiah didn't have anything to say about that, but you were in Eden, the garden of God. Now, according to Genesis, who was in Eden? Adam and Eve, God, and a snake. He said, you were in the Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The ruby, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, lapis lazuli, the turquoise, the emerald, the gold, the workmanship of setting and sockets was in you. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were the anointed cherubim with covers, and I had a place, and I placed you there. You were in the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of the stones of fire. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you. Skip down to verse 19. And all who know you among the peoples, they're appalled at you. You become terrified and you will cease to be forever. All right, turn to Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, right before John, Luke chapter 10. Chapter 10, verse 1. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to go to every city and place where, him, where he himself was going to come. Skip to verse 17. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Verse 18, and he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven 
like lightning. Behold, I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all power of the enemy. Nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, verse 20, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Verse 18, we get a little, quick little glimpse into Jesus in the beginning. He says, I was there when I saw Satan fall like lightning. What is Satan known as today? The prince and power of the air, and he controls this world. Don't ever think you can defeat him by yourself. You can't. With the shed blood, we can. Okay, go back to, to chapter, uh, chapter 8 of John, verse 44. For you, you are, excuse me, you are your father the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer, a deceiver, this is Bill, from the beginning. And does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of of lies and then Jesus says in verse 45 but because I speak the, the truth you do not believe me they were thinking about something else they didn't want to see they want to held on, hold on to what, what they had been taught and we would probably do this very same thing had not what we have within us, the Holy Spirit. And we're going to get that when we get into John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. We're going to get into the role of the Holy Spirit. Our, the paraclete, the one that walks alongside and teaches us all things. But at this point, these Jews, they couldn't see the woods for the trees, so to speak. Verse 45, because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God... Hears the word of God. For this reason, you do not hear them because you're not of God. We have people visit us from time to time in the church and in our, in our own family. And people we've never met before.
But what do we say? Our spirit bore witness with their spirit that they were God's people. And not having known them any length of time, you bear witness to the Son that's in their life through the Holy Spirit. We marvel sometimes. But why do we? Why do we? Velta loves small world stories. And she stumbles on them all the time. From somebody in goodwill to somebody online. And it's amazing how, how we know people. Bill Gothard said there's always a you-hoo. You know, there's always somebody that knows something about something. I was teaching Sunday school in, in Greenville. And I was going back and I was talking about my early years in engineering. And I said something about continental electronics. They built super radio and radar transmitters. And that's one reason I didn't spend any time in service. I, I was classified essential industry. And we worked on some radars for the Air Force. After class, this guy came up. He said, when did you work at Continental Electronics? I said, from 1960 uh, to 61 to 62 or 3. He said, I worked there too at the same time. And we shared some stories. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. On another story, I was at Continental Electronics, and, and we were eating lunch one day. And I made the statement, you know, I'm from the Dairy Center of the South. And one of the senior engineers that walked by and heard that, he says, you're from Kentwood, Louisiana. <laughs> Come to find out that his aunt lived right in front of my grandmother. <laughs> You never know. You never know. But what is Jesus trying to tell them here? He says, He who is of God hears the word of God. For this reason, you do not hear them, because you're not of God. The Jews answered and said to him, We do not have to say rightly, You are a Samaritan and you have a demon. Now, <laughs> just a few chapters over, a couple, we talked about the Samaritans, who they were, their half-breeds, uh, not totally Jew, but yes, they were Jews in some regard, and there was hate between the pure Jews and the Samaritans and vice versa. And yet they put him in this category and yet he dealt with a Samaritan woman there at the well. Verse 49, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. But I do not speak my glory. There is one who seeks and judges. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. When we get into the role of the Holy Spirit a little bit late later, we complete the Trinity. God the Father, in the fullness of time, according to Galatians, he sent his Son. Jesus said, I must go that the Holy Spirit may come. And I can't explain how three are in one. But let's back up a little bit. The Holy Spirit says, I don't speak on my own initiative, but I exalt the Son. Jesus just said, I don't speak on my own initiative, but I exalt the Father. Three in one. Three in one. They had different roles. They came at different times. And yet, they're one. And we have in, in us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. He says, verse 49, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father. And you dishonor me, but I do not seek my glory. There you go. There is one who seeks and judges. Truly, truly, I say unto you, if anyone keeps my word... He will never see death. Verse 52. And the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died and the prophets also. And you said, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Surely you're not greater than our father Abraham who died. And the prophets died too. Whom do you make yourself out to be? Jesus said, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, and of whom you say, He is our God. And you have not come to know Him, but I know Him. And if I say that I do not know him I will be a liar like you but I do know him and keep his word your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad so the Jews said to you him you have not you are not yet 50 years old and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Go back to Luke 10. <laughs> he was in glory when Satan was cast from heaven. He was before Abraham. He was before Abraham. 
Verse 59. Therefore they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. They didn't want to hear what the man had to say. And Jesus confronted them with truth. And it says, If you know me, you will know the truth. And the more you know me, and the more you study, and the more you live, you will have the truth, and it will set you free. And it will. And it has. So, maybe you pick up next week. And uh, we'll go from there. Yes? Well, I was in New Hampshire. I attended a Bible study, which my daughter is leading. And they're using...